welcome to the Live Pro Podcast, where today I have Stu McConnell, who is a content creator. Today's topic is transformation, which can mean a lot of different things. So I'm excited to delve deep into this today. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Stu. How are you doing today? Oh, Omid, thank you so much for having me on. I am doing great today. Today's been an amazing day. A uh, little bit tired, put a lot of effort and energy into today. My, I think my dark circles are starting to show, but totally yeah. amazing today. Just amazing day. Yeah, and it's a big week show. for you. It's your birthday, and you're getting, <laughs> you're getting married. Less of, yeah, you're going through some transformations yourself. Y yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> birthday, two days later, because partially my girlfriend wanted a May wedding. Right. is uh we're going to get married on wednesday so all in one week and then uh as i was mentioning before all the paperwork going through that and just filing everything and running yeah. from here to there and meetings and meetings so yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's not lot. it's never easy but it's i bet it's 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 pretty fun and and some I know, turning point for your life but before we get into the topic and talk mm. about transformation let, you know tell us more about yourself your journey uh who is who is Stu mcconnell Sure, I'd be more than happy to. Thank you so much. Um, uh, my journey. So my journey started years and years ago, I would say in college, really. I was not a great student at the first college I went to, and I ended up switching to a smaller private school where I met a lot of international students, a lot of the uh, students that shared the same classes for me were from other countries. And that was kind of like my first exposure to other uh, cultures. And the more I got to know them, I think that looking back, that was really the first kind of seed that was planted in my mind that there is a much bigger world out there than just graduating from university, getting a job, having kids, having a family and going a, you know, a to B every day from your house to your job. Um, I graduated, I got into a position that I thought I really, really was aiming for. I really wanted to be a real estate developer. I wanted to work for a real estate development company, partially because my father was a successful commercial real estate broker, talking with him and talking with his colleagues, something I, it, it just sounded really, really interesting for me. And I got with a small firm, a consulting firm, and I worked there for years. And one day I just thought, this is not for me. I mean, when you're sitting behind a desk and you are doing 95% of your work on a computer spreadsheets, uh, and there's no interaction with anybody, and you're spending a lot more hours in the office than you thought you would be originally. Not that there's anything wrong with that if you love it. It just was not grow. It, it wasn't growing. I wasn't growing at all. So, um, one day I saw an advertisement. Go work in South Korea. I knew a little bit about Korea. I had had one Korean student, fellow classmate, in one of my classes. I called up the number. I interviewed with the agent, and I thought, you know what, this is something I'm going to do. I'm going to go over for a year, see what it's like. I'll and experiment. And the one reason I did it more than anything was that I, I said to myself, I don't want to be 65, 70 years old, looking back on my life saying, I wish I would have done that. 
And the next thing was I wanted a sense of adventure. And that was literally my transformation for the most part. And, and you ended up staying there. How long? I, (laughs) one year turned into roughly 14 years. Wow. And what, what, (laughs) first of all, okay. So you decided to go to South Korea. How did everybody around your family, friends, how did they react to that? They think you're crazy. Yeah, a little bit. I don't think, again, this is back 15 years ago. So there are, I think it's more common now for people to go to another country, teach abroad is a much more common subject in today's culture. You know, like people, hey, I'm going to go teach abroad in Japan. Okay, good luck. Like that. I think there's a lot of more people that know about it. Uh, Literally, they didn't know what I was talking about. And they thought, why... My immediate circle thought, number one, I was crazy. And they thought, why can't you just stay close to the family? Or why can't you just stay close here and be happy? And that was it. And so I'm glad I did not listen to them. (laughs) So I'm going back to you're about 30 years old. Is that right? At the time when you first moved there? Yes. And you, you get off a plane. And do you at any point like regret? doing that like regret going there or get you know are, are fearful or scared that you made the wrong decision when i was flying about when i was about to land into the on on at the airport Incheon right. international airport i this thought went through my mind what the heck am i doing right. what am i doing i know nothing about south korea i know i don't know where i'm going literally uh there wasn't any regret but that was the fear right there yeah. in the yeah. pit of my stomach Um, I, I got off the airplane. There was a person waiting for me who was my, was, uh, the founder of the school I was, I was going to teach at nice guy. He had a sign in English with my name. He could barely speak English (laughs) and we get in his car. He drives me to what would be my apartment. And that was it. And literally we went out to, I, this is the craziest. If you think about the timeline was so crazy. I arrive, I unpack my bags, I get introduced to everybody at the school. It's like nine o'clock at night and we go out for dinner that wow. night. Wow. Yeah. And luckily the next day was a Saturday. There was uh, back to your question though. There wasn't any real regret or fear. I'm trying to think, was there fear? No, not really. There was not like an yeah. overly sense of fear. The two things I noticed the airport there was so clean and spotless and efficient. So the minute you get off your plane and you grab your luggage, it's just, you get through traffic, you get through the the maze, so to yeah. speak, you get through immigration really quickly. That was number one. And, and number two was safety, just safety. It felt really safe. Mm. And so I know there wasn't any fear when I got so, there. So you, you start, classes are you able to communicate with your students a little bit a little bit so <laughs> yes and no right so i didn't know any korean and um i was able to communicate a little bit but i learned quickly i need to learn some korean in order to really communicate you know to yep. communicate with them on a kind of trust a more trust level or a deeper yep. level uh and without that i the funny thing is, 
when you work in education in Korea, they, a lot of schools, they don't want you to speak Korean. They say, no, 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 we don't want you to speak Korean mm. at all, at all. And that really, you find out quickly that doesn't work. Right. So you, are, you, are you fluent in, in Korean? I'm okay. I'm, <laughs> I would say high intermediate Korea's Korean, su such a tough language. Yeah. I never took a formalized course. I learned all I did through some books and practice with friends conversation-wise and yeah. just really going to work for Korean companies where I would have to talk to them about schedule and times and payments and what they wanted in their curriculum. Yeah. And yeah. So speaking of, of learning, I mean, what would you say that you learned from this experience in Korea, this, this 14 years what was, you know, what did you, you know, what was your transformation? What did I learn? I would say what I learned was that it's okay to not know something and take a big chance. And wherever it, wherever you end up, start learning from the ground up, start making some kind of friendships with people you don't know. Uh, start learning the culture. Yeah, that is totally okay. You're not going to be behind in life. In fact, it's just going to expose you to bigger and better things. Right. And I would say that's really what I learned. Like it will grow you immensely in terms of what you're capable of doing. Would you say that this set a precedent for you to not be fearful of such drastic changes in your life? Completely. That, yeah. that I'm hundred percent agree. That's, that's while I was over there, I started what I'm doing now, my current business, um, after working in education mostly. Yeah. I thought I, I I wanted another shift and started educating myself on the tools necessary to make that shift. And no, it's it, that's what it completely did is that I'm, I've never been fearful a lot of transforming myself again or making another transformation, regardless of how old I am. So define transformation. What what is that? You know, that's our, that's our topic today. What does that what does that mean to you? Transformation to me means doing something that you might not know. You might not know exactly what it is. Trusting your heart, listening to your heart, number one, trusting your gut to get you there because you are not happy or you're not satisfied with your current situation. I think that's what real transformation is. For example, I mean, the greatest, you know, I think the best example is fitness, a fitness transformation where not just being overweight, but let's say you feel unhealthy and you make the decision over the next X amount of days that I'm not going to eat a donut for the next, you know, 30 days or something. Some little things you put in place to create transformation. I think that's what transformation is. It's just, it's just, you might be scared of it, but you do it anyways. Yeah. And yeah. And that helps you. And I think that real transformation, what it does is it expands your life even further to take on more transformation later. Yeah. I mean, major transformations, you know, as I can relate to, and as, as you're going through right now, obviously, you know, for me, it's been picking a career, a partner, deciding on having kids, when to have kids, how many kids. Like these are major transformations in people's lives. Mm. And yet I find that 
you know, sometimes they're easier decisions for some, but very difficult decisions for most as far as, you know, finding a partner, deciding what to do. You know, I, I'm 45. I still don't know what I want to do. I'm, I'm like searching. Right. And, and I've gone through transformation, you know, later in life, which, you know, when my friends look at me and think I'm crazy, how did you leave your career and start something new at at an older age? Um, but it's necessary. Um, why do you think it's so difficult for people to actually get away? Why, why, why is it that the older we get, the more we feel trapped uh, in, in the situation that we're in? I think it's because we take on more responsibility, usually as we get older. And we are told by the people around us, and if you listen to them too much, like you just said, leaving a business at a certain age, having a, and and probably by that time you have a family or at least you're married and you go and and you think wait a minute what I'm doing professionally doesn't fit me anymore I want to try something new and everybody else is so sad to a level satisfaction they're satisfied they're comfortable yeah. it's comfort yeah. comfort is really the killer of any type of transformation or taking on a challenge and it doesn't matter if you live in South Korea or America or you know Brazil or China, whatever country, it doesn't matter. There are people, there's a societal comfort level where they're told by others, okay, this is what you do to be successful. This is what you do to fit in, so fit to speak. It, fit the mold. Fit the mold. Fit the mold. Exactly. Fit the mold. You know, you have two kids, you get married, you work for a company, you make a salary and you, you know, you drive to your job every morning and uh, you greet your boss and then you become the boss if you work your way up. And, and that's what a great life is. And I think that has really been indoctored into us since we've been, you know, five, six years old, where our parents told us, because their parents told them the same thing, you know, go, go get your education, go get a job, plug into the quote unquote matrix and just be happy, be yep. satisfied. And I think that's what people, why people don't search out transformation. Right. But I mean, listen, there's a huge fear of failure, you know, for mm. making any of these decisions and huge transformations, whether it's getting married having kids, find a new career. And I think that sometimes we look at things not necessarily with our heart or our gut. We look our, you know, we look at our mind and we think, okay, well, what are the odds of me being successful here? And in a sense, it feels like a gamble trying to make a change in our lives and make a true transformation of, you know, to to the transform to the person that we actually want to be. Uh mm. Because it's like, you know, going back to that, it doesn't fit the mold of what others think that it, that should be the path for me. And it takes a lot of courage to to break away from that mold and take take that gamble. Um, but how do we, I mean, does it always have to be a risk to make a transformation? Like what's, it? can mm -hmm. we look at it as like, well, if I fail, what's the worst thing that can happen? I just learn and I move on. How do we get away from that sense of, you know, fear of failure? That's a good question. I think you have to, like you just said, you have to probably take a pro and con the fear fit, you know, a list yep. of like, if I don't do this, yep. what's going to happen? If I do do this, 
and it doesn't work out, well, like you said, what what's the worst that's going to happen? Okay, really nothing. Ah, okay, then then transformation and taking on a new challenge is worth it. Um, if you're trying to, it, it's the same thing as learning later in life. I see it like this: if you're trying to learn how to, let's say, create a landing a, a website or learn coding, something that is completely out of your wheelhouse. And you're past the age of nowadays, I would say 30, like 35, because all the young kids are doing it. People look at you from the outside. They think, why would you want to do that? But why wouldn't you? My, my theory is, you know, my, my question is, why not? But yeah. you look and you say, what's the worst that's going to happen if I don't put in 30 minutes of work a day yeah. to learn this? Well, really nothing. Just yeah. maybe some time wasted, but it's really not time wasted when you when you analyze it yeah i think you know going back to yeah you know, what you said as far as coding um i think it's the you know fear of the unknown like and it seems mm. more difficult and the more you know i think you said it earlier in our call to, in our in our topic today in our discussion um you know everybody looks at these challenges and these potential transformations as a huge mountain to climb and we don't, you know, you can't get to the top fast. Mm. You have to take it one step at a time. You got to be calculated. You got to take the correct path. And I think timing has a lot to do with that. You know, like obviously making transformation earlier in life is easier, but it's always possible no matter what age you are to follow a different path in life and, and find mm. that path to happiness. Because when it comes down to it, you know, life is short and we we get trapped in the mundane we get trapped in the you know the same thing over and over again and we lose sight of what we actually want um and it just takes all we have to do is take steps forward like the whoever learned how to build a website they didn't learn in one day it took time <laughs> it took experience and and by being exposed to it they realize hey it's not that difficult it's like mm -hmm. learning a language you know, I mean, learning language is difficult, but, you know, you don't need to learn everything about the language. You learn enough to get by, just like you did in Korea. You learned right. enough to get by. And and surprisingly, you know, coders go through the same thing. They they learn, they learn, and they educate. Um, and infor information is key. Having information about um, how to do things, uh, educating yourselves mm -hmm. with mentors and and reading um, mm -hmm. I, these days, like everything's on YouTube, including this podcast, uh, you can, you can learn so much more. Um, so we we have the luxury of being in and creating, you know, better odds for us to be successful. So, um, more of a statement than a question for you. I think that, <laughs> that information is key, uh, and, and taking that, I agree. take that risk, you know, take that plunge, uh, yeah. don't be scared and have the self-confidence to, to kind of, uh, to get over the feel, uh, get over the fear. Um, do you have any other advice for people to, you know, help them get over the, their fear of failure? Uh, like you, like you mentioned, I would say if they don't know where to go, I would say reach out to somebody that might be on that path already, like a mentor. It doesn't have to be a professional coach. It could be just a friend yeah. or somebody they look up to somebody that might be a little bit older than them. That's taken, or younger that has actually taken the steps or just knows more than they do as to what they, you know, that yeah. the path they want to go down. And um, 
you you touched upon something that I wanted to talk about real quick, and that was why I think people are scared of change and and transformation. Like you, I have friends who also work for companies. That's all they've done for the last 20, 30 years of their life. And I think there's two types of people. There's people like you and I who are willing to take a risk. We're willing to be step into something that is kind of like figure it out as you go to make your own income. Basically learning how to make your own income, the entrepreneurial route. Then there's people that they work their way up the quote unquote corporate ladder. I have friends like that, that they've been working for corporations for all their career. I don't know if that is, you know, if A or B is the correct way to live life, what which is happier, so to speak. But when I talk to my friends that work for a company, when I have a deeper conversation, not just surface level, you know, I ask them what they do Beyond that, I ask them how many hours a week they put in for their company. It all, I get the same answer all the time. They are the same impression. They feel there. I, I get this impression that there is a sense of unfulfillment. They, their company takes care of them. They give them education. They send them maybe to like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a master's degree program, an executive level course, intensive course, they have trips, they go on vacate, you know, they go on trips to abroad that are paid for all their flights are paid for. But and it's interesting, because I think, wow, that sounds really good. Your perks sound amazing. But then when I dig deep, dig a little bit deeper, I, I get the impression that there's just a sense of kind of unfulfillment there. Because they're not taking a risk, they're not transforming in their role at the company yeah and i think that happens a lot like people get trapped i would say in a, in a situation where they feel they have safety mm -hmm. uh in a in a salary job and if, if, from my own experience as a business owner it is very stressful to run a business uh, because you don't always have that luxury of stable income um and that there's outside environmental issues that could cause your business to go up and down. And that could be very stressful. Um, it's really a risk and reward basis. Obviously the potential to earn more uh, and make a difference. Mm -hmm. It depends on the profession. Um, so you're absolutely right. I think it's uh, to each his own. There's a different people that have a different mindset. And, and I think that maybe you and I are a little bit more risk, uh, less risk averse. And we're willing <sighs> to take that risk to, to kind of, come out of our comfort zone and actually do something that's not necessarily, you know, the, the mold of society that tells you to do, you know, that that's willing yeah. to kind of do things differently. You know, even with this podcast, I've had people ask me, well, why do you do this podcast? What's the reason? You know, it's <laughs> me like, too. You know what? This is, you know, I get a lot of enjoyment talking to people and, mm -hmm. and getting that information. You know, I think it's, it's helped. It's helping me with my self growth and being exposed. Mm -hmm. And if I can help people listening to this, even one person, you know, I've done, I've done my job. So it's really, it, it's really our, up to ourselves to really decide what our path is and what, how we should transform ourselves into the person that we want to be. Uh, nobody could tell us who we should be. And we just got to be true to ourselves and authentic 
to live, you know, our best lives. I agree. I agree. Back to what you're saying. How can people start, you know, transforming without being scared? I think it comes down to a form of like risk mitigation where you look at your choices and for example, if choice A costs you $30,000 to jump into something that you really don't know much about, but you have to learn from the bottom, right. choice B, you can get, just put in the sweat equity and learn it that way. I would go with choice B. Yeah. And that would be my advice. Go with choice B first, learn the tools, learn whatever it is that goes into what you want to do. Yeah. And then once you start generating if that's your goal, if you want to start generating income off of it as an entrepreneur, then look at paying for like the more expensive things if they're necessary at that point. Yeah. And so it goes back to, you know, listen to your gut, then use mm -hmm. your mind and then your mm -hmm. heart will take you to the, to, to the promised land. Yeah. Please mind, body, right. and soul. <laughs> mind, body. No, that's right. That's right. It is all mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Um. So as a teacher, I'm sure, you know, you you impacted a lot of lives in, in South Korea and uh, through your your current work. Um, we want to get into that a little bit as far as like what you're currently doing and sure. how, you're, uh, how sure. you're helping Thank people. You. Yeah. So I run a podcast consult podcast and uh, content consulting agency, more or less, uh, called Guest Sounds. And what I do is besides hosting my own podcast, I help people that are an expert in their field get booked onto podcasts. I then take that content from their interviews and I help them repurpose it. And I coach them along the way. I do all the research. I help them do all the research for their niche that they want to get into podcasts for. And I love to open up their eyes on how, how efficient quick and not necessarily easy, but more enjoyable it is. And to a point easy, it is if they hire somebody, but also if they do some of the work themselves, getting on a podcast to create content that they can put, that they can uh, use for their brand exposure. Um, some of the conversations I have a lot of with, with, you know, with people, they they have a great story to tell. They have a great brand. They have they have everything kind of dialed in, but their struggle is creating content. And they think, okay, if I'm going to put this on Instagram, I have to sit down and have to record a reel for Instagram. If I'm going to put this on YouTube Shorts, it's got to be a YouTube Short. So I have to. Oh, how do I create five pieces of content? And when I coach them a little, you know, when I coach them through it and say, no, let's just do a video recorded podcast. We'll take that and we'll, and we'll content repurpose it. A light bulb usually comes on. <laughs> and that's the great part of it. That's the most rewarding part is that, and then sometimes maybe they have some set, like they've done some recordings, but they don't know how to do it professionally sounding. So the other rewarding part is, of course, you know, turning them onto like a piece of software that can help them or a mic or, you know, like certain tips about podcasting, like how close your mic should be to your mouth or sound, you know, soundproofing a little bit or something. Yeah. All these aspects that go into and that's how I really, really, that's the major enjoyment I get out of uh, helping people. Yeah, we're lucky to be at a 
point in technology where there's so many tools at our uh, disposal and yeah. it's, you know it's pretty fun to be able to kind of explore with different things and uh, uh and uh, we're, in, we're in an age of podcasts there's so many podcasts out there so i'm sure that there's a lot of business for you and a lot of people to to help so that's awesome yeah it's 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 people it's interesting i've i've coached some people they've started a podcast and they put out a certain amount of episodes but then they get more clients yeah. and their business starts to take off or they're on more calls or they're doing right. more lead gen yeah. and they put that aside, but it's always on the back of their mind. So they want to come back to it, yeah. but they don't have the means or the time to do reach out. Yeah. And mm. my suggestion, I mean, from my own experience is that you just have to block time because yes. you know, I can spend forever you know, recruiting guests, working on content, doing these things, but just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm finding balance between like, you know, earning a career and, uh, you know, doing this, you know, to progress, whatever, whatever this mm -hmm. is and, you know, make a difference with, with my content. Um, mm, love it. One thi three things that we, that I asked, uh, all my guests, we're going to end okay. off with this, with these three questions, as you know, life pro podcast is the, the manual to life because we say, Everything life comes with a manual except for life itself. So what I'm trying to do here is provide the content to help people deal with life situations and prevent any issues. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of times we uh, we wait for something to be a problem before we deal with it, but we're not properly educated to deal with it. So we're trying to educate people on issues. Okay. Uh, and it, on our on our topic today, we talk about transformation, which is very difficult for a majority of people out there listening. Uh, so hopefully we can kind of teach them to take that risk and 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 do what's best for them. What is one thing that you want to teach the world? If you can only put out one message to to everybody in the world, what would it be? I would want to teach the world the message I would love to put out there more than anything is just that you are capable of waking up every morning, giving a hundred percent to you not some not some other entity and at the same time remaining joyful throughout yeah. your day yeah. and you are a hundred percent capable of that you're a hundred percent capable of just having growing or or creating that joy inside of you regardless of what's going on regardless of what pains are going on and what challenges are going on in your life I think sometimes you, you you just have to take a step back and look at yourself and say, it's time for change. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's all about timing. Life is all about timing, meeting the right person at the right time, having the right opportunity at the right time. And uh, we need to be open to change. You know, we can't be closed off. We can't be stubborn about our ways because life can become mundane if we don't make changes. And uh, I think that's what comes down to it. You know, you, if you're not happy with your life, you must transform, you must transform to the life that, that you'd be happy with. So all that you said mm -hmm. was golden. And I loved it. Uh, is there a, uh, is there a book that you read that might have had a major impact on your life or, you know, maybe transformed your life? Sure. Actually, there's three, if that's okay. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear I it. have them here with me. Let's so the more the, more, the merrier. Number one, this is a book I've been reading recently. It is A Year of Positive Thinking by Cindy Spiegel. I 
had never heard of this book up until about six months ago. And I was looking for some type of meditation, some type of daily affirmation book. And this is really, really good. I, I read it every day and it helps to prime my brain in the morning. While I'm just sipping my coffee, I read the passage from this. Uh, number two is, and this is her latest book, The High Five Habit, is anything by Mel Robbins. I, I'm a huge, huge fan of Mel Robbins. I Interesting story about Mel Robbins. I, when I was teaching in South Korea at university, I was trying to teach my students some type of motivation, some type of discipline behavior. And the way I found Mel Robbins, I just typed into YouTube motivational speech. That was it. And somebody told me about not the high five habit, but the five second rule. So I looked it up. I watched her TED talk about the five second rule, which is probably a good, I would guess 15 years old, you know, now. Absolutely amazing. Just that. Um, and then later on, she went to talk about the backstory behind that speech she gave, what was going on in her life. And just absolutely amazing and then any anything by her is really good uh, and then recently this is a book that's really helped me out a lot in terms of like the internet of things is this one it's called sell like crazy by i hope i, I hope i pronounce his name correctly sabri subi and he runs a digital marketing agency in australia and this book here i was looking for something that I could learn something, how to basically create a landing page and an offer and get that out there. And it took, and that's primarily what it talks about. I was really, really amazed by how simple he lays it out. Yeah. And I think it comes down to what we talked about before, proper communication, like relaying yes. the proper message. And when you, you know, whether it's a podcast or a website, like having a true, you know, clear message about what, what you're offering. And I think that those are those three books are, and I, I've read Mel Robbins, not that book, but I read the five second rule. And I, I agree with you. She's it's very captivating and uh, uh, love, love reading her book. I'm looking forward to reading that new book that you, that you mentioned. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, oh. How, how can people uh, reach you, follow you, get in touch with you? Sure. Thank you. Uh, they can find me on Instagram guest sounds uh, it's just guest sounds. That's it. If you want to look me up on Instagram. Also, I have a great profile. I think a pretty solid profile on LinkedIn, which I know some people don't utilize, but those are the two main ways I believe people, you know, people can follow me and find me and find some of the content that I post. That's great. And we'll put all your information in the description so people can, uh, reference that, uh, Stu. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. I'm uh, I'm looking forward you, to your man. continued journey. I know you're going through some some further transformations, as we all should be. Um, I think you know, topic of transformation is very key, uh, especially in getting to the point where you are have complete happiness and content with life. Um, we get we get don't don't follow yourself. Don't fall into the trap of the mundane. Life is That's too right. short. Uh, so I I. Look forward to talking to you and, and uh, keeping in touch with you as well and following your journey. Uh, appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Omid. It's been an honor being on the Life Pro podcast. Thank you so much for having me on.
Thank you, sir. And uh, congratulations on your nuptials. Appreciate it. Take care, everybody. Remember to like, follow, and share. Help us spread the word. Take care.